Hello. Welcome to RBT Reading Live. With me, your host, Leroy Jenkins. Hiya. Right, let me just uh, sign in. <coughs> oh, a bit more chesty today. Morning Sue, morning Clate. How's it gone? Oh. Morning Sarah. Right, we're on judges eleven to thirteen. Eleven to thirteen. I just saw there the birth of Samson. It's Thursday, it's not raining outside, it's wet, and it's dark, isn't it? So the, cl the clocks kind of go back um, at the end of the month. Yeah. Oh, right. Premier was great, wasn't it, yesterday? So nice, praying for the children. They were great. Hello, Mel. Yeah. And football was good last night as well. It was good. It didn't rain, which was amazing. Okay, here we are, Judges 11. So we're in the middle of Jeph Jephthah. So Jephthah the Gileadite uh, was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also bore him sons, and when they were grown up, they drove, uh, they, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob, where a group of adventurers gathered around him and followed him. Sometime later, when the Ammonites made war on Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, uh, Didn't you hate me and drive me away from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to him, Nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us to fight the Ammonites and you will be our head over all who live in Gilead. Jephthah answered, Suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? The elders of Gilead replied, The Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the, command, and the people made him head and commander over them. And he repeated all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Then Jephthah sent messengers to the Ammonite king with the question, 
What do you have against us that you have attacked our country? The king of the Ammonites answered Jephthah's messengers. When Israel came out of Egypt, they took away my land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, all the way to the Jordan. Now give it back peaceably. Jephthah sent back messengers to the Ammonite king, saying, This is what Jephthah says. Israel did not take the land of Moab or the land of the Ammonites. But when they came out of, up out of Egypt, Israel went through the desert to the Red Sea and on to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Give us permission to go through your country. But the king of Edom would not listen. They sent also to the king of Moab, and he refused. So Israel stayed at Kadesh. Next they travelled through the desert, skirted the lands of Edom and Moab, passed along the eastern side of the country of Moab, and camped on the other side of the Arnon. They did not enter the territory of Moab, for the Arnon was its border. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon king of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon, and said to him, Let us pass through your country to our own place. Sihon, however, did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. He mustered all his men and encamped at Jahaz, and fought with Israel. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sihon and all his men into Israel's hands, <coughs> and they defeated them. Israel took over the land of the Amorites, who lived in that country, capturing all of it from the Arnon to the Jabbok, and from the desert to the Jordan. Now since the Lord, the God of Israel, has driven the Amorites out before his people Israel, what right have you to take it over? Will you not take what your God Chemosh gives you? Likewise, whatever the Lord our God has given us, we will possess. Are you better than Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever quarrel with Israel or fight with them? For three hundred years Israel occupied Heshbon, Aroreh, the surrounding settlements and all the towns along the Arnon. <clears throat> Why didn't you retake them during that time? I have not wronged you, but you are doing me wrong by waging war against me. Let the Lord, the judge, decide the dispute this day between the Israelites and the Ammonites. The king of, of, the, of Ammon, however, paid no attention to, this, to the message Jephthah sent him. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, sorry, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. He crossed Gilead and Manasseh, passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from there he advanced against the Ammonites. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. If you give the Ammonites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me, when I return in triumph from the Ammonites, will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Then Jephthah went over to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gave them into his hands. He devastated twenty towns from, the, from Aurora to the vicinity of Minith, as far as, the Ab Ab as, far as Abel Karamim. Thus Israel subdued Ammon. When Jephthah returned to his home in Mizpah, who should come out to meet him but his daughter, dancing to the sound of tambourines? She was an only child. Except for her, he had neither son nor daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and cried, Oh, my daughter, you have made me miserable and wretched because I made a vow to the Lord that I cannot break. My father, she replied, you have given your word to the Lord. Do to me just as you promised. Now that the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the Ammonites. But grant me this one request, she said. Give me two months to roam the hills and weep with my friends, because I will never marry. You may go, he said, and he let her go for two months. 
She and the girls went into the hills and wept because she would never marry. After the two months, she returned to her father and he did to her as he had vowed, and she was a virgin. From this comes the Israelite custom that each year the young women of Israel go out for four days to commemorate the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite. The men of Ephraim called out to their forces, crossed over the Zaphon and said to Jephthah, Why did you go to fight the Ammonites without calling us to go with you? We're going to burn down your house over your head. Jephthah answered, I and my people were engaged in a great struggle with the Ammonites. And although I called, you didn't save me out of their hands. When I saw, you, when I saw that you wouldn't help, I took my life in my hands and crossed over to fight the Ammonites. And the Lord gave, them, gave me vi the victory over them. Now why have you come up today to fight me? Jephthah then called together the men of Gilead and fought against Ephraim. The Gileadites struck, da struck them down because the Ephraimites had said, You Gileadites are renegades from Ephraim and Manasseh. The Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan, leading to Ephraim. And whenever a survivor of Ephraim said, Let me cross over, the men of Gilead asked him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he replied no, they said, All right, say Shibboleth. If he said Shibboleth, because he could not pronounce the word correctly, they, <coughs> they sh Oh, if, they, if he said Sibboleth, because he could not pronounce the word correctly, they seized him and killed him at the fords of the Jordan. 42,000 Ephraimites were killed at that time. Jephthah led Israel for six years, then Jephthah the Gileadite died and was buried in a town in Gilead. <clears throat> After him, Isban of Bethlehem led Israel. He had 30 sons and 30 daughters. He gave his daughters away in marriage to those outside his clan, and for his sons he brought in 30 young women as wives from outside his clan. Isban led Israel for seven years. Then Isban died and was buried in Bethlehem. After him, Elon the Zebulite, Zebulonite uh, led Israel for ten years. Then Elon died and was buried in Ajalon, in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon, son of Hillel, from Perathon, led Israel. He, he had forty sons and thirty grandsons who rode on seventy donkeys. He led Israel for eight years. Then Abdon, son of Hillel, died and was buried at Perathon in Ephraim, in the hill country of the Amalekites. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, so the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for forty years. A certain man, Zorah, na named Manoah from the clan of the Danites, had a wife who was sterile and remained childless. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are sterile and childless, but you are going to conceive and have a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine, no other fermented drink, and that you do not eat anything unclean because you will conceive and give birth to a son. No razor may be used on his head, because the boy is to be a Nazarite, set apart to God from birth, and he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God, very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from, and he didn't tell me his name. But he said to me, You will conceive and give birth to a son. Now then, drink no wine or other fermented drink, and do not eat anything unclean, because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from birth until the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, O Lord, I beg you, let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born. 
God heard Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman while she was out in the field. But her husband Manoah was not with her. The woman hurried to tell her husband, He's here, the man who appeared <coughs> to me the other day. Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, Are you the one who talked to my wife? I am, he said. So Manoah asked him, When your words are fulfilled, what is to be the rule for the boy's life and work? The angel of the Lord answered, Your wife must do all that I have told her. She must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, nor drink any wine or other fermented drink, or eat anything unclean. She must do everything I have commanded her. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, We would like you to stay until we prepare a young goat for you. The angel of the Lord replied, Even though you detain me, I will not eat any of your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering, offer it to the Lord. Manoah did not realize that it was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah inquired of the angel of the Lord, What is your name, so that we may honor you when your word comes true? He replied, Why do you ask my name? It is beyond understanding. Then Manoah took the, a young goat, together with a grain offering, and sacrificed it on a rock to the Lord. And the Lord did an amazing thing while Manoah and his wife watched. As the flame blazed up from the altar towards the heaven, or towards heaven, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame. Seeing this, Manoah and his wife fell with their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord did not show himself again to Manoah and his wife, Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. We're doomed to die, he said to his wife. We have seen God. But his wife answered, if the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor shown us all these things, or now told us this. The woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he was in Mahaneh Dan between Zorah and Eshtaol. Awesome, there's the reading for today. Um, well, Jephthah's a little interesting, isn't he? Um, silly man. I get, you get this, don't you? It's like, I don't know, a moment of, of greatness really go in. Um, yep, I'll come and fight and ask the Lord. He reels off this, uh, this past, isn't it? His history of what the Lord has done from bringing him out of Egypt. It's mad, isn't it? It's great. Um, he does all of that, even though, you know, these generation was up, you know, came about that did not know the Lord or the ways of the Lord. But he reels this off. He goes into battle, asks Jesus to hand him over, um, acknowledges him and his ways, and, and does something stupid with a vow. I mean... How, how silly is that? And then goes through with it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just very, well, it's confusing until you get back to this uh, refrain, isn't it, of judges, is that everyone did as he saw. Well, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, silly, silly, silly. Um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, that's fab, isn't it? Jesus raises these people up and saves his people. And now we're into Samson. Yeah. Um, so the angel of the Lord is clearly God, isn't it? Because he uh, um, ascends in the flames and uh, they fall on the ground. Um, yeah, in reverence. And they actually say, we've seen God. <laughs> and they think they're going to die because no one sees God and lives. <laughs> cool, cool. Right, have a great day today. God bless you. Uh, take care. Um, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.